welcome to Crash the Pond Podcast. It is a Monday, July 17th, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time edition of the podcast. Jake, we're we're battling right now. This is this is gonna be a battle episode. Yeah, I was trying to come up with just a entertaining, funny way to to put a description on this for the YouTube video, and I almost just said, Well, guess we're gonna figure out what the hell we're talking about, seeing as we're in the dog days of summer. I think we're officially there. I think that it's it's fair to say that we've reached the doldrums of the off season. But you know what? I've got a bone to pick. Oh, I do too. Let's hear yours first. By the way, uh, good good angels hat on your head right now. It's my go-to. Good angels hat, possibly yeah. their possibly their best hat. Although yeah. the City Connect is quite good. Surprised you did not comment on my shirt again, seeing as it's the same one from last week. I mean, it's it's just a it's a lost cause at this point. So wow, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reiterate that. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. Anyway, the bone I wa- the bone I have to pick is this. Have you noticed the amount of hockey podcasts or shows or whatever that are basically saying, all right, that was our last show of the season. See you guys next year. We're taking the summer off. We're done now. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that trend? Oh, yeah. I've resorted. I've stopped looking at my Spotify feed for podcasts. For hockey Be- podcasts. Yeah. Well, no, just in general, because I like I know that there's not going to be anything new. And the only times I really go and look at it is when right after a wrestling show when I want to watch the, or listen to a post show. I've resorted, Felix, this is where I'm at with Summer. Okay. I've resorted to looking up a three-year-old podcast to listen to. What? It's, uh, well, to be fair, it's one that is kind of timeless. But it is a Binge Mode's review or Binge Mode's deep dive into Star Wars Rebels. Oh, well, I've listened to theirs on, like, all the different Star Wars movies. Yes. And those are fantastic. Yes. And so with the fact that Ahsoka's coming, uh, is starting in mid-August, and it basically feels like it's going to be a live-action Rebels, I figured what better time than to go back and listen to that that was pre-pandemic, January of 2020. Yeah, those podcasts, the ones about the Star Wars movies and prequels in particular, got me through some of those pandemic days of lockdown, so... Yeah, that's a good show. Everyone should go check that yeah. out if they have the time. But yeah, but that's where I'm at. Is I've resorted to looking up podcasts instead of relying upon my feed. That's that's pretty solid, honestly. That's a that's a good pivot. Yeah. My bone to pick is this though. Everyone's just piecing out. Everyone's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go take a vacation." And and here's here's the the crux of the matter. Here here's the issue at hand. Is podcasting is talking about hockey is is that something you need to take like two months off from? Is it really that strenuous? Is it really that stressful? I disagree. And so here we are putting in the work while everyone else is on a beach drinking out of a coconut with a straw. We're here grinding, getting better, getting our reps in so that when training camp arrives, we're ready to go. We're primed. We're locked and loaded. Haven't we taken a month off before in summer? No, don't mention that. (laughs) Don't mention that. Don't (laughs) Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. That is rule number one of a good narrative. That is rule number one on Crash the Pond. There don't, we go. Don't, don't let facts infiltrate I think last summer we were way more consistent to the point where I was in the hospital with my wife legitimately like a little under a year ago now today. And you still recorded a podcast with Eric Stevens. There you go. So yeah. we just keep it going because you know what? As, as, a, as a sports fan, I too understand that this is definitely a time where you just there's just not much content there's not much content to get into. we're here for you 
if you're a fan of a team. And sure, there might be less people listening this time of year because, yeah, you know, free agency has passed, the draft has passed, no big trade has happened. But that doesn't matter. People want to hear their team discuss. They want to hear about the issues that are going to come up later on. And so we're here for you. Like you and said, the people we, that are here are the real ones. They're the ones the, that are here for you and me just shooting the shit, having a good time. Give the people what they want. That's okay. what we're here for. I have a bone to pick also. Has nothing to do at all is with this. Is this another bone? About. Is this is this bone number two? This is not this is like not even hockey related, which I mean, it's the doldrums of So the summer. so Why the not? thing you brought up before was not an actual bone. It was just it was like wait, a ligament. Wait, what? What did I bring the, up before? The thing about the thing about binge mode or whatever. Oh, that was that was me just like adding to you. Okay, got it. That was me adding to your point. My bone to pick is I put it. I sent you a TikTok. Yes. Before we got going on this, and I put it in Discord also. Okay, I haven't and watched it. I never thought I could be so offended by the way people eat bagels. Okay. Until I watched this. I thought that there was like there was no wrong way to eat a bagel. A bagel's so easy to eat. Sure, if you want to rip it in half and, and just dip it, sure. I, I won't agree with it fully, but I could get behind it if it if it tastes good. But the it was the for for full posterity, it was a TikTok about the five worst ways to eat a bagel. Yeah. And all I'm of watching them were it bad. right now as you're talking. All, all of them were bad. The St. Louis way of cutting it like bread slices, like why? But the number one way was just this girl who decided to peel off the skin of the bagel and okay. eat the skin off as Wait. she was eating it. And Wait, what? Left at the end of it, there is just a sad looking bagel with no skin on it with cream cheese in the middle. It almost looks like an uncrustable. Okay. I just saw the St. Louis style. I'm, I'm catching up to what you're okay. talking about. Why would you do that? That is same, defeating. I have that, no idea. That is defeating the entire point of a bagel. That is really bad. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Is yeah. the inside out bagel the one? Why would you eat it inside out like that? Oh, no. They actually said a good, a decent reason, which is that. I don't care when, what the reason is. When you get an everything bagel, all the seeds and, and seasonings fall off. So that kind of deal, deal keeps with it. it nice and tight. Deal with it. Fair. Bite I'm just it, saying bite, they gave a reason. Bite down into the mouth guard and, and grit. Grit down on that thing, wipe wipe the wipe the freaking seeds off after. You're you're better than that. Yeah, no. This, I'm gonna try to find who is the it? peeled it, bagel. Oh it's my from god, Brooklyn Bagel Blog. I'm watching the peeled bagel right now. It, what is it this? Is, it is about to just make you so mad. What is this girl doing? Why is she eating this bagel like this? <laughs> yeah, this is so stupid. Okay, all right. Nobody wants to hear us react to TikTok. So. so. But my, my bone to pick is why? Why would yeah, someone yeah. eat bagels like that? I didn't even realize there was more than one way. The, the one in the beginning they showed where it's like a twist or whatever, that could be interesting, I guess. But the, I've seen the St. Louis style before. St. Louis style, all due respect to the great <laughs> city of St. Louis, Missouri, but that is just an atrocious decision. Yeah, you're, why, you're, why did... you're, you're turning it into bread. You're, you're negating... You're making it into toast. If you want that, just yeah. have a piece of toast. Exactly. You're, you're negating the whole point of a bagel. So, And now Lou is just saying, why would you waste your time on bagels? Well, yeah. He's also calling me out for drinking a, a fine sparkling <laughs> water here. So so who knows? Who knows what yeah. Lou is talking about? Yeah. All right. So, moving on. Moving on here. So, Jake, today I thought I'd go back to a theme 
theme of ours that we've we've had in in seasons past and this year maybe took a bit of a hit but a theme of ours has been hey let's look at what eric stevens is writing about and then build a topic around that about that subject or that theme (laughs) and i we haven't done in a while but we're going back to the well we're going back to the well it's it's a it's a high success play and the analytics bear that out so we're, we're going back to it and to just fully out you you have decided to go away from that well somewhat Without telling me until five minutes ago, as I've put together a full list Sorry. to match that well. Sorry, yeah. Well, so that well was Eric Stevens put out an article about the depth chart for the Ducks. Yes. Yeah. And, so, so, and so I went ahead and put together a depth chart in every position for okay. the Ducks. Okay. So here's what we're going to do to make this work. Okay. We're going to go through your depth chart, and then I pivoted off of that initial idea, which you were very, we'll, we'll call it lukewarm, although that might be generous. You were <laughs> lukewarm on generous. the idea, generous. but I pivoted off the idea and made it a little more zesty and, and made a full lineup instead of just doing, and I, and I actually went 95% what I would do and 5% realism. So these aren't, these aren't lineup predictions. This is just what I think would be the most fun and the most interesting. So... Why don't you give us your depth chart first, and then we'll get into the lines after. I'll 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 get into the lab with what you give me here with the depth chart. So All let's right. hear it. So we're gonna start with down the middle right now. So I think the way I approached this right was going into this season. How would I kind of rank the guys on the team in terms of where their talents at, where they would fit? Not necessarily looking at long term projection, but just kind of looking at where they're at and maybe actually I'm going to make, eh, no, screw it. I'm going to go bold and just do this. Um, but so starting down the middle first, I mean, this may be no surprise for anyone listening to the podcast. I have first at center as being Trevor Zegers. I think he's the best center on this team. Uh, he is potentially the best player on the team, uh, whether it's him or Troy Terry is up for debate, but uh, it's one of those two currently. Number two, Mason McTavish. I think he's the second best center on the team currently. Um, any any pushback on any of these so far? So far, so I take it this is just this isn't really this is more leaning towards the present. Correct. Okay. Okay. This is leaning towards the present, and now I'm realizing I forgot someone that is kind of listed as center, but I'm gonna put them on the right wing because there aren't that many right. So this is more who has a chance, a realistic chance to play on the roster next season. Yeah. Less this is the so, depth chart currently. Less if so had, r- ranking prospects kind of thing. As we go to my third center, though, Leo Carlson. Okay, well, that that was I was going to ask you that question, and I didn't want to jump ahead too much. but So you have Leo Carlson third, which, I mean, does that mean you have Leo Carlson on the Ducks next season? I think he's on the Ducks at least to start the season. I okay. think going to the season, he is on the Ducks. I think, now, this is a little bit pie in the sky. I fully admit that. But I just, I think... Ryan Strom was really poor last year. And I think all yeah. Leo Carlson really has to be is a replacement level to above replacement level NHLer, and he's the third best center on the Stucks team. Yeah, and we could man, we could really go in depth on this, but I guess that's already that that's already a question that I have with all of this is is you know, Ryan Strom in the article was listed at right wing. And are we sure he's not a center next season? Because so where, you, I, where, where you have him, whether it's at center or on the wing, I think changes a lot of the complexion of, of this lineup. Yeah, I think he's going to be on the wing. I think I just left him at center here because he did play a bunch of center this past season. 
He did. And it yeah. is and it is just kind of up in the air of, of where he's going to be. I think if I had him on right wing, I would probably have had him second or third on the right wing. Because that's the thing is Ryan Strom, it feels like his best moments in the NHL have been on the wing. Yeah, I would agree. And, and yet the Ducks really prioritized playing Do you, him down the middle. For last that season. full kind of conversation, want me to move him to the right wing? Sure. All right. Sure. I'm going to move him to the right wing just so that we have this conversation going correctly. Um, and kind of how we're talking about of going into next season. So <coughs> I no longer have Ryan Strom at fourth. I now have Isaac Lundestrom as fourth on my center depth chart. Okay. Then now we kind of get spicy. Fifth is uh, Nathan Gaucher. Wow. Okay. Okay. That This is what I want. This is what I want. I want interesting. This is a little bit of the unknown with where, where Nathan Gaucher is at, where he's going to be next season. But Sam Carrick just really was bad last year. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way around it. You and I were big fans of Sam Carrick going into last season, thought it was a good contract to give him, things like that. Um, but I think that he really took a big step back, and I don't know if necessarily he is an NHLer. And so I think with that being the case, maybe this is not necessarily where they're at next season. But I think if I had to put him, put a depth chart together, I would have Nathan, Nathan Gauthier ahead of him. Interesting. And you have him above some, we'll call them notable, other notable names as well. I have, so I have fifth as Gauthier, sixth as Carrick, Seventh as Grew and eighth as Lopina, and I took wow. this from Elite Prospects uh, depth chart was where I was getting. Some I mean, of this stuff you from. not factoring in Agazino and Glenn Godden is just not a big. Well, Agazino I have on my list as a left winger. Oh, because that's well, where. Well, so Eric Stevens' so, article has him as a center. Well, so you can Elite Prospects has him, Elite Prospects has him as a left winger. This is also not. These are not guys who are going to change anyone's no, list. No, but. I do find it fascinating, though, because Bo Grew is 23, Nathan Gaucher is 18. Yep. Nathan Gaucher has not played any professional yep. hockey yet. Yep. I just Fully wonder. Admit, it could be a little bit of just wanting to see the unknown. I mean, I think on talent, I think Nathan Gaucher could already be ahead of Bo Grew. But Bo Grew, we should give him some credit. I think he led the San Diego goals in scoring last season, which might not be the saying. The goals were horrible. Yeah, which which is not saying a ton because the goal the goals might have been just as bad as the Ducks in the AHL, but I mean even still like he had 18 goals, 21 assists like that's for him that's a pretty good season. Now is it that big that big of a rate jump points wise from his season prior? Not really, but I just think that with Bo Grew at a certain point you just have to actually find out what he can do in the NHL. But that's kind of a separate conversation from just ranking these guys out. Yeah. So, really, the big surprise with your group is Carlson at three, which has him in the NHL. Yep. I, he's just a hard guy to put in this chart because, at the end of the day, I just don't think he's going to be a full-time NHLer next season. So, what do you do with here's, that? But, but it's, a, it's a mix. Here's the interesting part, though. If he's not in the NHL next year, then that really does push Ryan Strom to being a center, which I think sets up the team in a worse, worse way, like you were kind of mentioning. Well, my lineup will... Yeah. We'll shed some light on that. Left wing time. Okay. So I have Alex Kalorn as the best left winger on the team. Okay. I think even with some concerns about aging, I think that you have to have him there, right? Um, it's him or Henrique. I put Henrique on the right wing. 
But what? sure. Wait, wait, what? I don't know. I just Henry plays it all over the place. I, f- I had I feel Henry... like he's either he's either a left wing or a center. Okay, uh, that, it's fine. Regardless, it's fine. yeah. Regardless, uh, it'll so, wash out. Yeah, fine. Uh, Frank Vetrano is the second best left wing. Okay, and that's even with kind of my uh, issues with some of his game. He put up twenty goals. I think that you can't necessarily have any of the people that are below him on my list above him. Even if you do have some agreement that, uh, or not some agreement, but you are you have some hope for where these players will go. But next, I have Nikita Nestorenko. Holy crap! I forgot that Frank Vetrano scored over twenty two goals last year. Yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like I almost just learned that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, you and I don't look at counting stats that often. I don't want to say I don't want to say it's the least meaningful twenty two goal season ever, but it's. It definitely puts him, though, like second on the depth chart on the left side. And yeah. I think you could argue maybe even in line with Henrique because of that, uh, just the amount of goals that he was able to score. Yeah. Um, but Nestoranko, I have third on my left wing. Whew. Wow. Okay. Here's the real spicy that one. That is very spicy. No, there's even a spicier one. Okay. Pavel Regenda. The Regenda agenda is back as my fourth left winger. I thought he was a right winger. This is per. I'm going off elite prospects See, right now. I went off of Eric Stevens' article because well, well the, so he's so, listed as a left wing on other places. So, so he's listed listed as left wing, right wing. But he's like, okay. if you look at their depth chart, they have him on the left wing side. Man, where did Eric get? Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. It's so fine. that I'm basing everything off of uh, off of elite prospects. So you have. So you have Kalorn, Vetrano, Vetrano, Nestorenko, Regenda. So why Nestorenko above Regenda? Uh, I think we saw a little bit more from him during his time in the NHL. I think part of it also is I, I think that's usage. probably not, yeah usage. I think it it there's definitely some recency bias there. Fully admit that with Nestorenko, and I think that yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm just gonna go with that. Is I think there's some recency bias probably baked in there. We didn't see Regenda for a long time. Regenda more so had the good underlying metrics, but wasn't necessarily able to put it together fully. I think Nestorenko was able to show a little bit more from actually being able to produce some offense. Okay. Um, and then after that, I have Brock McKinn, and okay. then Max Jones. Then I'm just gonna give love to uh, Mitch Brown's fave, Connor Vidson. Wow. Currently unsigned. Ahead of Braden Tracy. And then Braden Tracy. And Sasha Pastajal. Then a- Andrew Agazino. This is also in some ways current depth chart. Okay. Andrew Agazino, then Pastajal, then DeLeo, then McLaughlin. Wow. Connor Vidston. This is maybe the most love he's gotten on any podcast you know? ever. No, the episode with Mitch Brown had him higher. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting list. I think we'll get into this with my lines, but there's a bit of a conundrum with this group. Because there's a lot of guys who kind of play similar roles on this team. There's a lot of guys that can play all over the the a line, basically. Left there, wing, right wing, center. There's a lot of guys who can play on both wings and that are not really anything more than maybe third liners. And it really is going to come down to what kind of team Greg Cronin is going to want to put out there. Yep. Okay, so then let's hear your right wing. Right wing, I have Troy Terry. Mm-hmm. Then Adam Henrique. Okay. Then Ryan Strom. Then Jacob Silverberg. Then Jacob Perot. Wow. And then I put Sam Colangelo on there because there really weren't a whole lot of options on the right wing. What about wing. Brett Leeson? 
Oh, I forgot about what Brett about Leeson? Brett Leeson? He's, he, he's in the list, and I and I stared at his name and forgot to put him on my right wing depth. What chart. about Jackson Weeby? I have Col- uh, Judd Caulfield, then Jackson Weeby, and I guess let's put. I, I uh, people asked us asking about McGinn. I had McGinn on the left wing under as uh, fifth, but okay. I mean, let's go with Leeson under Perot and ahead of Colangelo. Okay, and then Caulfield, then Weeby. So how did you have your blue line ranked? So this I had so left side I had Fowler, Zellweger, Minchikov, Lacombe, uh White, Hag, Hines, Warren, and then I put in Trevor Carrick. So do you want to hear uh Eric Stevens just for sure. curiosity's sake? So I think his was based on more of like what is realistic next season. Yeah. But we can just get your reaction to it because that'll be interesting. I looked at it earlier. I forgot about it already. So though. Cam Fowler, Jackson Lacombe, Robert Hag, Eero Vakaninen, Olin Zellweger. Wait, sorry, say that again. Oh, I forgot about Vakaninen. Crap. Olin Zellweger at five. Pavel Mintukov at six. Colton White, Trevor Carrick, Tyson Hines. Say that one more time. Number one. This is all on the left side. Cam yeah. Fowler, Jackson Lacombe. Robert Hag, Eero Vakaninen, Olin Zellweger, Pavel Mintyukov, Colton White, Trevor Carrick, Tyson Hines. So, so the interesting thing is, I think that, being number two is very interesting to me. Yeah, I think for what he was going for, there are still things I would kind of quibble with from the perspective of, I think Colton White's way too low if you're looking at a depth, a pure depth chart. Well, I, I just don't understand Robert Hag. Like it, just hearing other people talk about Robert Hag, it seems like there's this kind of assumption that he is going to be part of the lineup next season, and which I is, just don't. I'm not really completely sure where that comes from. He's like a seventh defenseman, yeah, at, at best. Like I'm, I'm looking right now because I, I looked at it the other day, but he did not play a full season last year on a bad team. No, and he's just kind of been a, a depth defenseman his whole career, so. Anyway, so there's just an interesting yeah, he, list. He was on Detroit and played 38 games last year. But I think that the way Eric has this ranked is more so who are the guys likeliest to be in the yeah. NHL. Yeah. Which I think it makes a lot of sense from that perspective. Yeah, exactly. I think this one I maybe went a mix of things of that plus also just where they're at currently in my mind. And I think and, I would have Minchukov above Lacombe and above yeah. White, above Hag. I, I really think Colton White is too low on his list. Correct. I think he just got a bad rap on – like. The fact that Colton White is behind Zellweger and Mintukov, if that's the kind of perception around the organization, that just doesn't make any sense. Because, because he's going to probably be an NHLer next year. There's just no point in him being an... I mean, I guess he could be an AHLer, but he's... I guess it just comes down to, do you really value still having Earl Vakanainen at age 24 in your lineup and just kind of see what you have well, in him? Like, is that really worth it? Are we it? also sure Vakanainen's healthy? I, like, don't know anything we about, don't, like... No one actually coming. knows... I mean... Eh, I shouldn't say that. Someone probably knows. Derek Lee probably knows what's going on with Eurovac. Shout out, Derek. But, and then on the right side, I mean, this is probably the easiest. Uh, Drysdale, Gudis, Hellison, Leno. Okay, well, Eric had Gudis, Drysdale, Hellison, and no mention of Tristan Leno, who who isn't signed, by the way. So Fair, that's probably why. Yeah. And then, I mean, on I don't know if you want to rank the goalies or not. It's up to you. I mean, I put something spicy just because. Because okay. why not? Well, Gibson should be first. But to be spicy, I had Dustel first. Because why not? 
Do you have, have v- Do you have VTech Vanacek number two? <laughs> no. Okay. I had Gibson too. I was just having fun with it. Okay. You know? and wanting, then... wanting to make a splash. But Clang, Alexander, Booty, it's Clara. Are you Team Clang or Team Alexander? Uh, Clang. <laughs> Clang Gang? You're part of Clang, Clang Gang? Yeah, Clang Gang. You're not part uh, of Realistically, the... John Gibson's first on the depth chart, though. You're not part of the Gage page? Gage pack? I don't I know. Mean, I don't have the, a good one. There's something there with Booty Yets. Yeah. Show me your Booty Yets. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll give you my lines. So okay. I'm, I'm, getting in, I'm going into the blender here with all the ingredients you've given me. And we'll see, we'll see how you feel about it. Line one, this is forwards. Left wing, Alex Kalorn. Center, Trevor Zegris. Right wing, Ryan Strom. Wow. React. Having Terry separated from Zegris feels like a mistake. Okay. Well, I mean, haven't you been the one to say that Strom and Zegris were good together last yeah, season? Yeah, with Terry. So here's my thing. I think that putting your two most dynamic offensive players on the same line while it can't like while it will work when you do it i think that i'm curious to see if you can have two great lines that's kind of the that's kind of the goal here the goal is to try to see if you can actually have a real top six instead of a a 1.5 like a a first line and half of a second line kind of thing so kalorn to me really helps shore shore up some of the things trevor's eagers struggles at but he's a good finisher and ryan strome when he's at his best, is a good kind of play connector, which I think can work well with Kalorn as the trigger man and Zegras as the kind of do-everything playmaker. So while you're going on that here, I have some some data for you. Okay. Zegras, Terry Strom, when they did play together, which, which was 102 minutes, 57% Corsi 4 percentage, 54% expected goals 4 percentage. Zegras and Terry together without Ryan Strom, 428 minutes. Uh, let's see, 52% Corsi 4 percentage. 49%, uh, 49.9% expected goals, 4%. Zegris and Strom together on their own, uh, 42% Corsi, 4%, ex- or 38% here's, expected here's goals, my question. 4%. Percentage. How much how, of that is Dallas Aiken's effect? Yeah, how much weight do we put in anything from last season? Like, it's, I mean, it's hard. I, sure, but I think when you're doing a comparison like that of guys with and without, and you can see Zegris, Terry, and Strom worked really well together, but I think a large portion of that is Zegris and Terry just working so well together. So I think from the perspective... Well, it's perspective, also Terry helping Zegris, too. Like, Terry, I think, at least last season, was more influential in Zegris than the other way around. Fair, but I think that having someone that is that influential with one of your most dynamic offensive players is a good thing to do. Yeah, but I think this season, Alex Kalorn can actually help elevate the 5-on-5 five five game next to Zegris. And I think Strom, I'm willing to give him a chance. This is more of like, I want to see if last season was actually... Like how much of it was Dallas Higgins and how much of it was Ryan Strom? So this Fair. isn't this isn't me necessarily saying I want to see this for 82 games. It's just me saying I think that this can work. Let's find out right away. So, and I feel like that's how a lot of lineups are at start of the season. Uh, line two: Adam Henrique, Mason McTavish, Troy Terry. Makes that's, sense. It's so to me, you have two solid lines in your top six. Yeah, with how you with how you created that top line, it makes sense why you did that with the second line. Yeah, because now you have, and this will be a good litmus test for Mason McTavish too. Yeah, because although Mason McTavish got a lot of rave reviews last season, the stats, the underlying stats weren't bad, but they also there's just nothing really eye popping either. And again, how much weight do we put on that? Hard to say, but. 
I want to put him in a really good situation and just see what he can do. So, line three. I'll try to maybe speed run through these a little bit. Frank Vetrano, left wing. Isaac Lundestrom, center. Sorry to the Leo Carlson 3C Damn. dreams. Damn. And then Pavel Regenda on the right wing. Okay. So, I think that in a better system, these three guys can maybe be an interesting third line. Like, Reg- yeah. Reg- Regenda moves pretty well. He's yeah. got some hands. He can shoot it a little bit. Lundestrom can carry the puck, and Vetrano's a good shooter. I just feel like if you just give these guys, like, an average NHL environment, they should be able to do okay. Yeah, and I think it gives defensive cover for Vetrano, which is one of his biggest misgivings, and is having good defensive zone coverage yeah. uh, with Isaac Lundestrom there. And Pavel Regenda's just been become a really good puck mover and kind of knows what to do a little bit in the offensive zone, and so... Kind of Lundestrom can distribute the puck, and then Vetrano's just there to shoot. Like that—that's yeah. honestly what Frank Vetrano's there for—is to just shoot the puck. Yeah, and he's—he's he's got a little. He can be involved defensively too if he's in the right situation. He's fair. You know, he, he's a little—he's a little gritty. You know, he's not afraid to get his nose dirty. So I just think you put those three guys together, and you should get it just an average NHL line, which for the Ducks in the third line would be an upgrade. Uh, line four. This one I kind of wavered on a little bit a couple times, but this, okay. where, th- this is where I try to blend somewhat realistic with what I would be curious to see. Yeah. Brock McGinn on the left. Okay. Sa- Sam Carrick back to the middle because okay. that's, where, that's where he had the most success was yep. as a center. Okay. And then I drank the Kool-Aid just like everyone else. Nikita Nestorenko on the right wing. Yeah. And then as my kind of fringe guys slash wouldn't mind if they weren't in the lineup, Max Jones and Jakob Silverberg. Like to me, Jakob Silverberg should not be in the lineup every single night. Just to just to get the most out of him, honestly. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. I think that our, our good friend Tony Kempafu is going to come for you for that. But you know like this is me saying that I think Jakob Silverberg still has something left, but maybe to get the most out of that. And he played eighty one games la- last yeah. season, by the way, which is really impressive. Yeah. When you consider what he went through this the year before. And then after that, I mean, the fringe cases, Gaucher, like, I would not be surprised if he finds a way to be on the team. Braden Tracy, at some point, maybe he cracks this lineup. Yep. Bo Grew, Brett Leeson, and Jacob Pro. I mean, he might not even be a fringe case, to be honest. Yep. Okay. Should we do the D pairings, or should we do some some other things? Let's do some other things. Okay. Well, I'm here to tell you this. First impressions matter. There are no two ways around it. What's the first thing that someone notices about you? In most cases, it's your face, and more importantly, your skin. If you aren't ready, it's time to put your best face forward. How do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine. And you know what? It's not hard. You just don't have the right tools. Until now, clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. And Jake, what is our code? Use our exclusive code CTP. CTP at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their best products. So, Jake, I know that you are very, you are someone who takes care of yourself, takes care of your skin. I'm someone who has had skin issues in the past, eczema. And so I'm always on the lookout for something that can help just sustain that, especially as we get older, as folks that are maybe a fairer complexion or maybe more prone to skin not aging quite as well as we would like. So Caldera Lab is here to help us out. They create high-performance men's skincare products, and the Regimen leads off their product lineup, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. 
The skincare world is heavily female-driven, we all know that, and has long been the wild, wild west for men. Whether men can't find the right brand or simply lack knowledge and understanding of it, skincare is something that requires attention. Luckily, men's skincare has never been easier with Caldera Lab and The Regimen. Inside this bundle, you'll find your skincare dream team, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts and ends your day. This face wash leaves all skin types refreshed which is good for me because my skin type is dry, so that's good to know. The base layer is your daily moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs it fast, leaving you with a matte finish so that you can start your day confidently. That's actually one of the biggest problems with moisturizers is when you have that kind of greasy look. So good to know with the base layer. The good is your go-to at night before bed and a clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. In every drop of this serum, there are 3.4 million Antioxidant, antioxidant units protecting your skin. Want to know what that means? Well, I actually don't know, but it sounds pretty good. They even have this eye serum called the Icon. It addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Yeah, puffiness can be an issue. That is for sure. Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients and is a great addition to your daily routine. Takes less than a minute, morning and night, and here to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. So get 20% off with our code CTP at Caldera Lab. That's 20% off at calderalab.com. Caldera is C-A-L-D-E-R-A lab.com by using code CTP. Jump into skin and first impression royalty with Caldera Lab. Cannonballs. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs, but it's about making a splash with our friends at manscape prep for barbecue season by making your grill master uh making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs for the summer has ever seen when you're at the cookout let the meat speak for itself with manscape performance package 4.0 it's time to get ready and not sweaty by going to manscape.com and using the code ctp for 20 percent off and free shipping the manscape's performance package 4.0 is everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouth-watering treats at the party they have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is a 7,000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on-off switch uh, can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, pool, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Now that you can feel safe wearing a low-cut swimsuit without any stragglers peeking out, uh, use Manscaped's liquid formulations based on the ball freshness version of cracking open a cold one. They've got a uh, crop preserver ball deodorant keeping you cool from sunrise to sunset with a soothing aloe, fairy, aloe vera formula. It's uh, the best in the business uh, for below-the-waist freshness. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer month? Take a look at the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Grooming Kit. The kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. As a treat, you should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette made specifically for your beach balls. It's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. So... You can get 20% off with uh, and free shipping with code CTP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CTP. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer. That's just that's just great. 
so yeah help us help us help you help us something like yeah. that yep. okay to the blue line so getting some pushback on my Carrick placement here in the chat and I'll defend it with this. I think that the Carrick we saw last season was not necessarily the true Sam Carrick. I think that there may have been a bit of a bad team influence. He was quite good the season before that. And so I'm just curious to see if if he can bring that back, if he can revive that. We also have to be slightly realistic here. If this were purely just what I wanted to see, I would probably put Nathan Gauthier there, but trying to be somewhat realistic. But I do think Carrick can maybe revive his career a little bit this season. I think there's merit for wanting uh, Bo Grew there, though, to, to see what they That's have. Fair. Like, That's you, fair. You know what you have in Sam Carrick, but you don't necessarily fully know in Bo Grew yet. So, I mean, why not give Bo Grew a shot there to see what you have? That's fair. And, I mean, this fourth line isn't, like, make or break. Yeah. You know, like, the, the Ducks... I just wanted to at least bring up that point. The Ducks shouldn't be constructing each line to be the team that wins as many games as possible because we know that that might not be the best approach for them. You need to find, you, you need to balance it with seeing what you have in different guys. So that's where, yes, a Bo Grew would make sense. A Braden Tracy would make sense at some point, someday that Jacob Perot would make sense. But I mean, Brett Leeson is still on this team. Like I said, Max Jones, yeah, Silverberg, like there's a lot of bodies in this bottom six, especially fourth line mix where I do worry a little bit that guys like Gaucher, Tracy, Gru might be more AHL fixtures. Maybe not Gru, but certainly some of the younger guys, even a Nikita Nestorenko. I mean, there's a very good chance that he might just be full-time AHL next year with, you know, spot duty in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Just with the amount of bodies that, that are in that group. Okay. Defense. Yep. Let's hear it. Pairing one. Unpopular take to start. Fowler Drysdale. So... Okay, you got roasted for that on Twitter. I got destroyed for that, and I don't really understand it because I feel I don't like either. I feel like Cam Fowler and Jamie Drysdale in just a normal NHL environment should be a pairing that can defend adequately enough and will be able to move the puck. And you don't really need that much more from an NHL pairing. Those two guys should be able to tread water. And Jamie Drysdale, I don't know if you saw that picture of him. It was like a, it was like an Instagram post or something. Yeah. But he got chonky. Like he is looking built. <laughs> I feel like chonky is not the right word. I mean, he's, he's he Yo- def- yoked is a better word. He's he's definitely kind of straddling that line of like dirty bulk and put on a lot of muscle. So he's as long looking as the cardio's there. It can be a dirty bulk all he wants. He's looking a lot bigger and. Uh, Anyway, all this to say that maybe that'll help him with his box outs, with his net front coverage, with his physicality along the wall. You know the skating is going to be there, so really as long as he can check those other boxes. I just feel like that's a that's a pairing that, again, assuming that your system isn't just dog water, which it was last season, I think you can put those two out there and feel comfortable. Pairing number two. I'm not going to lie. This is me wanting to see this happen. Okay. O- Olin Zellweger and Radko Gudis. Yes. I, like, Olin Zellweger has got to get NHL action right away. He's that good. And I honestly feel like Radko Gudis is, like, the perfect partner for him to start yeah. his NHL career with. I almost wonder if the Ducks signed Radko Gudis in part because they had Olin Zellweger in mind. Like, he is just look such at, a perfect compliment. Look at what Radko Gudis did for allowing Josh Maher to play his game more efficiently <laughs> and effectively. Yeah. 
Yeah, he made a he made Paverbeek E. Crow on like, letting not Josh saying Mahura that go. Josh Mahura that was all Radko Gudis, but I'm saying that that is like almost like a cause and effect of Gudis like allowed him to go and play his game because he was going to be really good in his own zone, allowed uh, Mahura to go out and do what he does best. Correct. Yeah. So I I would really like to see that pairing, and also I just think that that's. I think what we have to keep in mind is that you don't necessarily have to have a second and third pairing. You could have like a two A and a two B where both pairings are playing maybe a Ideally, little more. That's what you have. Well, I just think just minutes distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think people think of your top four as this kind of monolithic structure that you can't alter, but I think you can have your, like your, your go-to in your first pairing. And then you can kind of situationally, uh, deploy your second and third pairings and th- the minutes end up being closer yeah. to even. So third pairing, this one is maybe the least realistic because I just don't see a Pat Verbeek GM'd team doing this, but Jackson Lacombe and Drew Hellison, like two young guys, two guys that are unproven, but are two guys sure? that, t- two guys that to me can succeed right away in the NHL. Are we sure that those aren't two guys? Like that's not something Pat Verbeek would do. Uh, I could see Robert Hag being in that spot. I could see Erho Vakanainen being in that spot. Are the, we? The, well, my, my point is we don't know if that was a Pavarbeek thing or a Dallas Aikens thing last year, first off. And True. second off, we saw at, certain, at one point Lacombe and Hellison play, play together in a D pair. Part of it was due to injuries and, and, yeah, guys, and just late guys season. being available. But the point is we did see that in the NHL, and we saw it pretty successfully. Like They were good together. And so why not have them together? Like, I think from the perspective of these are two guys that, yes, they will both be rookies next year, but they're not on the same level of a rookie as, like, an Olin Zellweger, right? Correct. So, for people thinking you're not going to have three rookies, Lacoma and Hellison are very different as, well, as a rookie yeah. as compared to Zellweger, right? These Drew guys Hellison, are... Drew Hellison just played a full AHL season. Like, he, and, and, he's he's developing already. And Jackson Lacombe played four years of college hockey. Yep. Like, and he, and yeah. Jackson Lacombe just looks so physically ready for the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So, and honestly, like even just in the brief action last season, like his hockey sense was clearly yeah. at the NHL speed. So as a third pair that can kind of maybe straddle between third and, and second pairing, they just bring a lot of athleticism, a lot of mobility and some puck moving as well, where you could even play around with those combinations, maybe bump Zellweger down. I, I just, I like that mix for your second mm-hmm. and third pairing. So yep. any pushback so far? On this nope. blue line. Okay. Nope. I feel like I'm selling you more on the blue line than the forward group. That, that's good. Um, it's kind of hard to screw this up because there's so many good defensemen to choose from. And then as my kind of outside of the lineup guys who are probably going to be in the NHL, I mean, I, I have Colton White in here. Yeah. I think Colton White belongs in the NHL. And then Robert Hag just because, you know, he's... Does Tyson Hines get a look? <sighs> I just this feel like there's, season there's just point. too many people ahead of him. I could see Tyson, you know, in a weird way, I could see Tyson Hines jumping ahead of Zellweger right away because maybe they see him as more of like a safe, yeah, ready type player who you can just throw into the lineup and he'll be able to tread water. Whereas Zellweger's game is maybe more volatile and he needs more time to to learn in the the age. Zellweger in the preseason did not look out of place last year. No, no, I think Zellweger is going to be good right away. So, but I could see that. And then, I mean, Vakanainen, I just don't have him in this mix. I think he gets waived after training camp. Not because I just, I, I just don't even know if he's healthy. I don't, so health aside, let's assume he was perfectly okay. healthy. I just don't think he brings anything. Like if you look at his numbers in Boston, he wasn't good in Boston. 
which is like the yeah. best environment for a defenseman possible. Fair. So I'm just out on Earl Vikanainen. and I'm so sorry. I hope it works out for him. I hope his, he has a great career. I hope he's a Hall of Famer one day. I hope I use him in a Puck Doku guess one day, but he's just he's not in this mix. All, okay. all due respect. Pavel right. Chukov is also in the fringe. And then, okay, here's the bonus round. You ready for the bonus round? There's a bonus round? I came up with two power play units. Wow. I went extra. I went the extra mile because, again, while other podcasts sit on beaches drinking out of coconuts and getting sunburnt, we are here grinding it out. So, again, back to the well. Power play one, net front, Alex Kalorn. Boom. Done and dusted. He was on. He was net front in Tampa. He was great there. Why wouldn't he be there? Gives the Ducks another finisher on the power play. Left flank, Trevor Zegras. Bumper, Adam Henrique. Right flank, I had I struggled here between Mason McTavish or Troy Terry. So you can you can take your pick. Who do you want here, McTavish or Terry? Let's go Terry. Okay, I. I think I would lean McTavish just because that. I would lean McTavish for the one timer, but I think Terry should be on this unit. Yeah, but so whether you have McTavish or Terry there, I think you'll be good. And then on the and then at the point, I have Olin Zellweger. I would be more likely to to have Terry instead of Henrik and keep McTavish there. Okay, I just feel like Terry hasn't really succeeded in those kind of tighter areas, like as the net front or bumper. I just feel like he's better suited for being on the flank with just more space. So maybe in, on his kind of running his own unit, but yeah, I think yeah. you want to, you want to load up that unit though with all of your top end guys. I mean, if it's Kalorn, Zegers, Henrik, McTavish, Selweger, you're, you're doing okay. Fair. Like you Fair. are doing okay. And then second unit, I honestly didn't know completely what to do with this one. Cause the talent drop off is pretty big after that net front, Nikita Nestorenko, because he's big He's tall, and he has hands, so why not? Throw him in front of the goalie. Left flank, Ryan Strom. Net, or, uh, bumper, Frank Vetrano. Right flank, Troy Terry. And then point, Cam Fowler. So uh, I, feel like, I feel like that maybe could be Maybe Jamie Drysdale at the point. Sure. I mean, if you want to prioritize the youth, fine, but I feel like Drysdale and Fowler are kind of the same player on the power play. They're not really going to do a whole lot, but they'll just keep the play moving, keep the play alive, but... Honestly, that that first power play unit looks really good to me, and I feel like that power play too, if it's just used not like half the time like Dallas Aikens did last year, if it's maybe used uh, a quarter of the time, the Ducks could actually be a team that is like, you know, maybe above average on the power play. Yep. So there's talent I, there. I think Troy Terry on the first unit. I think you swap Henrik there and you make a way to work with all your best players out there. That's fine. That works. Yep. That would be my go at it. All right. And goaltenders. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming John Gibson's on this team and then Lucas Dostal, who, by the way, signed an extension. Yes. Which we haven't talked about yet. Yep. Two-year extension. Puts him still as an RFA at the end of the deal. Kind of works out perfect. It's, I think this upcoming season's two-way. So if he does end up going back down to the Myers, he'll make less money. And then I think he gets a little bit of a raise in the second year of it. It's like... 850k i'll double check that real quick to give you the exact number uh for what his cap it will be but, it, but it's it, it's a bridge deal like it's he, a bridge deal it basically gives the ducks control still at the end of it it gives uh lucas dostal to prove himself at the nhl level to get a bigger deal next uh, in two summers uh 812.5 is where it's at so yeah. under a million um so i mean if the ducks are able to get a potential starting caliber goaltender at that cap it that is that's insane 
basically. <laughs> I mean, when you really think about it, that's a very team like that's the height of like team friendly contract. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played enough in the NHL though. Yeah, that's the thing is he just doesn't have the leverage. He didn't yeah. have the leverage to go and get really more. No. And the Ducks are the beneficiary because I believe, and this is not necessarily the the majority belief out there that Lucas Dostal is ready to be a full-time NHLer. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but you know, playing 30 games at least, like I think he's ready for it and like you were saying, if he just if he's just giving you kind of average goaltending at that price, and if anything above average, like you are just, man, you are really happy if you're the Ducks organization because that is just so much value at that cap hit. Yep. All right. Want to get to questions or sure. anything else? All right. Sure. So we're going to start with our Discord. Uh, we're going to get to questions from there, and then we will get to, I think I have some DMs on Twitter, and then we'll get to Twitch and Discord or Twitch and uh, YouTube. So have this from SP84. Will the Ducks exceed expectations, and are we headed straight towards the crone zone? Okay, well, you know what I'm going to answer this with. What? Uh, what are expectations? I that That is a fantastic question. So if, if, if expectations are just the Ducks to be kind of a feisty, hanging around just below middle of the pack team, I don't know if they can really exceed that. Like, we just went through the roster. There is just a lot of unknown with this roster. Let's go expectations being not last. If the expectation is, which is kind of like the the mainstream media, like generic expectation, which is, oh, yeah, they're going to be crap again, then I think they will exceed that. Because I think they will definitely be a little bit better than that. Like, the the, the 2022-2023 uh ducks were a moment in time that will not be revisited yep all right and spencer i say we we actually instead of going towards the headed straight towards the crone zone i think we should be on the highway towards the cronin zone nope nope that doesn't work that i was trying work. to figure out a highway to the danger zone way of doing okay. it there's no i don't know what way. you're doing but cronger zone Croner zone do your thing Cron- do your thing i'll workshop it i'll figure something out do your thing I, yeah, P- chime in if you got something better. But there, there's something there to work with, I swear. Uh, Spaghetti Survivor said, what are the chances the Ducks actually sign Tatar? And if the Ducks do sign him, what line would you put him on? Ooh, well, this, this is, is actually, perfect timing. This is actually a lot easier to answer. Man, if the Ducks sign Tomas Tatar, he's going straight onto line one next to Zegras and Strom. And then you can have Kalorn with McTavish. You can have Henrique on your third line, like... Or you can just scrap that and put Strom back at center, and like you could have Tatar on still in your like you could do so much. But I would have him on line one, next to Trevor Zegers. Does it actually happen? Have him with I, Leo Carlson, huh? Have him with Leo Carlson on the third line. Sure. I mean, yeah, that would be a pretty good way to yeah. s- kick off uh, yep. Leo's career. But I yep. don't see that happening. All right. Uh, our good friend Connor said. Why is he so much better at puck doku than Felix? And will his response be that he's cheating? Uh, is he is he better than me at puck doku? I mean, the, today was the very first day you had a better uh, uniqueness score. Well, I was trying. I was trying to be better. Now that I'm trying, we'll see. We'll see. I I predicted that I'll have a better uniqueness score for the next four days. We'll see if my bold prediction 
comes true. But you got to be bold. You got to have the courage to speak things into existence. You've been trying multiple days in a row to have a better, unique this score. And today was the very first day. No. And I think that you're cheating. I'm just going to come on and say it. I think you're cheating with some of the names you're pulling out of there. Really? Really? Okay. Which name do you think I'm cheating with? I don't know. I'd need to go back and look. I have it in front of me. Okay. Do people want my picks that I I put up here? No, because no one's going to remember this tomorrow. I have Daniel Bertiome for... Uh, yeah, okay, moving on. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's a hack I'll give people for... Uh, I shouldn't give this away. So if Connor's listening, close your ears. But a hack to increase your uniqueness score is that they count players who played for that franchise. Um, like, let's say it's the Coyotes. You can pick players from the Winnipeg Jets. Or if it's the Dallas Stars, you can pick players from the Minnesota North Stars. It's literally listed in the rules that you can do that. But people don't do that, though. Like, if you look at people's submissions, they don't seem to remember that rule. So okay. dig deep into that bag and watch your score improve. There I'm trying go. to help people. I mean, Is that so, so wrong? Some, some people just want to get 9 on 9 right, not care about their uniqueness. Just well, yeah, have a good time. I'm a psycho. That's fine. Yeah, I, I acknowledge that. Olaf is berserk said, what is your actual legitimate uh, hottest take not one for funsies or on the fly um, to help. Mine is that I think the world would be perfectly fine place without the Foo Fighters. My perfectly... Oh, I actually just came up with this. So that kind of defeats the call of the question already. But I came up with this earlier. Uh, you know, interviews, like, they'll be... Uh, particularly, let's let's stick to sports. So in, in the sports world, there will be, like, informal interviews that you'll see on TV or podcasts where people are going out to like the like they'll be eating a meal together as they're doing the interview. I've got a newsflash. No one wants to see that. I don't want to see someone eating while they're talking. Like I just don't want to have to work through all that dangerous noise. It's just not sightly. It's not interesting. Let's just no longer have sports talk shows where people are having a meal and eating together as eating as they're talking. Even worse. So where let's is just, that a sports show? There's there's definitely like I was just watching for example the uh, the Giants broadcast they had a they had this show where like Gabe Kapler went out to eat with some of the broadcast oh, team and yeah, it was it was yeah. just like why I don't care don't All do right. this here's Bad. my legitimate hottest take Lord of the Rings is just fine oh okay. I mean that's that's that would I don't really have a strong opinion there, but that sounds incorrect. Yep, just fine. That sounds incorrect. Uh, um, all right. Uh, Sean Siebold said, "Does Clorin's contract have any impact on Terry's contract?" And also added, "What contract would you be okay with for a Henrique extension?" So I don't think that those two deals, Kalorn and Terry, are related. Agreed. I, I don't think that they affect each other in any any way. Agreed. For Henrique, though. I mean, I think it's just the same answer as usual, just short term, you know, one to two years because he's 33. You really just have no idea how he's going to continue to age. He's entering a season where he'll turn 34. So one to two years max. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Gleesaw said, how many marbles can you fit in a golf ball? So I just very quickly looked a golf ball and or a marble. I don't know why it's only listing a marble in centimeters cubed but it's two centimeters cubed and a golf ball is about 40.6 centimeters cubed so it's not perfect because it's gonna not fully fit and there's gonna be some holes in there but you know i'm gonna say about let's go with 20 
20 marbles in one golf ball? Yeah. Are you sure about that? No clue. Probably not. Maybe uh, 15. Should I ask Chad GPT? Sure. How many marbles? Marbles can you fit in a golf ball? Let's see what it, this comes up with. Okay. While you're we... doing that, most overrated and underrated shapes of pasta. Overrated and underrated. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And it needs to be said. This is something everyone should know. Put some respect on spaghetti's name. I know that spaghetti is, you know, I know that it's kind of, it's a classic. It's not the most exciting. But we're getting to the point where people are saying spaghetti is boring, where spaghetti is yep. played out, that we should move past it as a society. And I just think that's completely false. Spaghetti is solid. It always delivers. It's a classic. It's fantastic. And it should be respected and adored. So I think that spaghetti is actually underrated now. I would probably go there also. I think linguine is properly rated. I think tortellini is properly rated. Uh, Overrated angel hair pasta. Angel hair pasta is bad. Like it's, it's not good. It's really not that great. I it's agree. It's not with that. good. Like I don't even know where its rating is at, but wherever it's rated is still overrated. It's just kind of like I just don't really like the texture of it. I feel like it, it's really easy to yeah. get it to be mushy. So I'll, I'll say that for overrated. I'll let you have spaghetti as underrated. I'll go with. Oh, where do I go with this? Let's go with gnocchi. Is gnocchi pasta? I, mean, I don't te- think so. It, uh, is gnocchi pasta? Let me ask. Let me ask this AI bot here. <laughs> ask ChatGPT. Is gnocchi pasta? Let's see what they says. I oh, mean, it's shit. potato based. It says yes. Gnocchi is a type of pasta. However, it is distinct from traditional pasta made with potato. flour and eggs. Yeah. So I I wouldn't consider it pasta, but this chatbot appears to think that it is. Okay. So. What about marbles? Did Did it give you an answer on that? It didn't. It just said it depends on the size. It's, it says it depends on the size of the marbles and the size of the golf ball, which wow. to me is like Thanks. a non-answer because Thanks. Thanks, ChatGPT. all golf balls are the same size, aren't they? Uh, I guess. I guess not all marbles are the same size. It though. gave me this whole calculation for the radius of a golf ball, the radius, the volume of... Anyway, it's just a bunch of nothing. This, this I'll told go, me nothing. I'll lower it to 12. The So the volume of a marble. Do you know how to calculate the volume of a marble? I mean, I forgot off the top of my head how to calculate the volume of a sphere, but... 4 divided by it. 3 times pi times R, 8. Is it R cubed? No, it's not R cubed. No, you're wrong. Anyway, okay. let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shake and Wing said, <laughs> thoughts on Ben on Ben Lovejoy as a player? Uh, great. Res- great. Respect the reverend. Great? Great. Okay, was I, was a should, great duck. Should I give an actual opinion? Sure. Is he retired? I think so. <laughs> That's my first question. Is he even in the NHL anymore? Underrated duck. I'm going with that. Sure. I think that that's actually a good take. He was very yeah. he he had very solid underlying numbers yep. for a yep. couple of years there as a duck. Yep. Uh, let's see. Sean Seabolt said, "Who will have the better season, the Ducks or the Goals?" Oh, man. It's hard because I don't know the rest of the AHL that well. I'm going to go with the Goals because I feel like they're going to have a good AHL team. They're going to have a really young team. So SP 84 said, does Leo have swagger? Yeah. Leo Carlson, which I'm assuming is who he's referring to. Yeah. I don't think he's uh, referring to Leonardo DiCaprio. Loki is like quietly very uh, swaggery. I don't think low key. 
Like if you watch that video, he that wore I posted, he he wore Jordan or yeah, he wore Jordans. So I have a connection. I have a connection here that I'm very curious if it's true. So I I posted a documentary that has been around for a while, but it was from the Hockey News Sweden branch. Okay. And they followed him around, like just the training facility in in his the, the town where he was playing, and around the team. And it was actually a very cool behind the scenes look. I tweeted it out if people want to check it out. Uh, it's only like 15 minutes long, but he has a jersey. He has a jersey of a basketball player framed in his apartment. Can you guess who the basketball player is? Uh, Kobe Bryant. No, it is a Laker though. It is a former Laker though. Uh, Magic Johnson? No. Okay, it's Lonzo Ball. <laughs> oh, that makes sense because, like, he in interviews he said like he always loved like the the like Ball brand. Yeah. So he followed. He said he followed Lonzo Ball like back going back to high school when he was playing yeah, Chino yeah, Hills, yeah, yeah. which to me is very fitting because like the Ball brothers are so, were are so popular with that kind of younger generation. And how old would he have been when he was at Chino Hills? I don't know. Probably Lonzo, like you're talking about Leo Carlson? Yeah. I mean, let's see. He was born in 2003 or four. Let's see. Leo Carlson age. Uh, He was born in 2004. And Lonzo Ball was in high school in like 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Born in 97? Yeah. He, yeah, he would have been, it would have been 2015. Yeah, so he would have been 11 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, so impressionable that, that makes age. Sense. But anyway, so so he has a Lonzo Ball jersey in his apartment, which to me is just, like, as an American Wild. as an American basketball fan, it's just, like, very random to me. Yeah. But when you look at Leo Carlson's draft day suit, it's the exact same as Lonzo Ball's draft day suit. And I now wonder. Oh, wow. And I now wonder. There is a slight difference. He's not wearing a chain. Uh, but I now wonder if if he picked that suit out because of Lonzo Ball. He 100. That, that's not a coincidence. All black with the black, uh, the bow, black tie. bow tie. Yeah. I am starting to think that that may have been a Lonzo Ball move. Someone needs to ask him that. Derek Lee needs to Derek, ask him that. Derek, yeah. ask him that at camp. Yeah. Um, Co-champion Bastard said, which current Ducks player would have the best chemistry with Jack Kopaka? Positive comments only, please. I told him that he's trying to trigger view. All of them, because Jack Kopaka is so great. Is Jack Kopaka even still playing pro hockey? No clue. Or is he selling insurance somewhere? (laughs) By the way, full respect to that that profession, but, you know, that's, that's the joke that gets made. He is playing in Sweden. Okay. He's playing in the, he's playing in the Allsvenskan. How is he playing? I think in that we've league? talked about this. How is he playing in that league at 25? I thought that was like a junior league. Anyway. I don't think so. Uh Lou said, are pepperoncinis necessary? They're not. Stop. They're not. They're they good. O- they, they overpower everything they touch. No, they don't. They overpower everything they touch. Why? Why Shohei Tani these... just hit a home run. Good. Draft the duck draft I mean, or uh trade trade stock. Ugh. Going to a game on Sunday so that I can take my son to see Otani before he's moved. Yeah. Before the okay. pain hits. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, we got two questions from Twitter. Say This comes from Hockey South saying, uh, Happy summer, Jake, as we get to the depths of the offseason with high-value RFAs not signed. Could Verbeek be in the hunt for a bigger trade where he is saving the cap space for as long as possible? Wild speculation would uh, would be appreciated. Wild speculation. Let's go Noah Hannafin. 
Brett Pesci. Eric Stevens mentioned that briefly in the article today. Brett Pesci. Brett Pesci on a like three year extension. Sure. Um, all right. And Trevor Zebra said, uh, let's see. Uh, have a couple questions. Now that a couple weeks have passed and it seems uh, calmer heads have prevailed with more research on Leo and how good he really can be. If you guys could go back in time and you were Pat Verbeek, would you still would you still select Leo Carlson at two? Would wait, hold on. Can you start that over? If you could go back in time and you yeah. were Pat Verbeek, would you still select Leo Carlson at two? Yes. Why not? I think I would. St- I would. St- I mean, at the time, I said I would take Adam Fantilli. I think I still I stand that, by that. I, I said that too, but Leo Carlson, just for I the chaos. Th- fair. I want to relive think, the chaos. I think I'm not going to have some revisionist history here and rewrite what I was saying. I still think that you, I would have taken, uh, would have taken Adam Fantilli. The, the thing That's with not me, to say that I don't yeah. like Leo Carlson a lot. The thing with me is, I said I would have taken Adam Fantilli, and that is true. But I also didn't say I never said like that's a hill I'm gonna die on is that like this guy Fair. is clearly above the other. So uh, if he like, would it could I go back and take Leo Carlson instead? Like very conceivable. So yeah. Uh, and then he said, "Had this debate with my friends. Who would you rather have, Olin Zellweger or Brant Clark? And oh, especially for Felix, who will be the who will be the better player in five years? Olin Zellweger." Olin Zellweger, like not even, mm-hmm. I don't want to say not even close because Brent Clark is good, but I think Olin Zellweger is a much more dynamic player. He's a better skater. His edge works really, really good. That that to me is the difference is the skating. I just don't think that Brent Clark is anywhere near the level of skater as Olin Zellweger. And I just still have concerns that that will, that his game will translate in the NHL. Uh, oh, apparently Shohei Otani just did an insane bat flip. Now I'm going to find it on Twitter. I didn't know Shohei was a bat flip guy. Uh, let's see. I don't know Shohei, if I love that. Shohei a homer. What? Wait, are you anti bat flip? No, I'm not. I'm not. I just. Well, it's I also. Like, a, oh, that is a good bat flip. Where Where have you found this? Also, thank you to the thank you to the Angels account for just like not tweeting he the was, actual. They don't tweet the actual clip. They just put Angels home run. I just retweeted it, but he. Let I me mean, tied this. the game bottom of the seventh after blowing a. a the game in the bottom of the ninth last right, night let me or see top this. of the ninth. Like, he was so hyped. Oh, my God. First. That is a very aggressive bat flip. Yeah. Whew. I love it. I love, love it. Love it. Stay stay in Halo's red, please. Uh, not happening, but, you know, I can hope. All right. Let's uh, let's get to questions from our Twitch and our YouTube. So, for those of you I kind of like it, though, because he, he's almost looking a little like he's, like, half smiling as he's doing it. It's almost like he knows well, this is going to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> he also knows that this is against the Yankees, and it's going to get huge coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Batflip's great. Why are yeah. people anti-Batflip? People, uh, I'm not people actually are saying Dana, Dana White is anti-Batflip. Who? Yeah. Or anti-Backflip is what he said. I don't know if he meant Batflip, but Dana White's the worst. Um so for those of you listening on your favorite podcast services, you can find us at twitch.tv slash crash pond and youtube.com slash crash pond. If you want to help support us and you have Amazon prime, you get one free Twitch prime gaming sub each and every month. You do have to hit that subscribe button after 30 days. And it does help out more than you can imagine. You can be just like fat Geralt who, uh, resubbed, uh, for 26 months. Lou who resubbed for 58 months and wow. Kempafu who subbed for 40 months. And Kempafu said, stop by to sub. We'll listen during work tomorrow. I better not hear any self-slander. Huh. So 
there's that. Uh, but And if you want to find us at YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Please subscribe to the channel, like our videos. I know everyone out there uses YouTube. If you aren't, you might be living under a rock. Um, but if uh, go check us out there, like the videos, subscribe to the channel, and we will start getting to some questions from our chat. So if you're in the Twitch chat or in the YouTube chat, start throwing questions in there. I saw this one from Duck saying, can someone explain in hockey terms why the Angels have failed to build around Otani and Trout? <laughs> <laughs> the Sabres. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a... But the Sabres never had a core, uh, like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, though. I mean, they had Jack Eichel. They yeah. drafted first overall and got Rasmus Dahlin. Sam those Reinhart. Guys, those guys don't compare to Mike Fair. Trout and Shohei Otani. Fair. In baseball. I mean, this is more like the Oilers, if anything. Yes, the, but the Oilers have become good. Very recently. Like, yeah. in the last year. So, yeah. I would say it's kind of like the Oilers, but... Let me just ask you this, since we're on the topic and I feel like there's some overlap with our audiences, where do you yeah. where do you think uh what do you think happens with Shohei Otani? I'm gonna just go full hope and I don't wanna subject myself to the thought of him being elsewhere. So I'm gonna say he stays with the Angels even though I know he's not. So I think he gets traded to a non Dodger team because apparently Artie Moreno came out and said that or there's a report that he will not trade Shohei to the Dodgers. Which to me is awesome. I know everyone hates Artie Moreno, but as a Giants fan, I hate the Dodgers, and so I really don't want to see Shohei Otani on the Dodgers at all. So I love that. I think he signs with the San Francisco Giants this upcoming offseason. Look out for that. I'm gonna say he goes to Seattle. Everyone's saying it's not Seattle because he doesn't want to overlap with Ichiro's legacy. So then I'm just gonna go that he's uh, you know what Padre go to the Padres. Padre, I, I can still go watch him. I don't pa really... The Padres are, are the only option that I would stomach. Yeah. Really? Over to the Giants? Yes. The Padres, I could go down the freeway for an hour and go and see him. Oh, okay. From that perspective. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Padres, I personally don't like the Padres at all, but I would much rather see him on Padres than the Dodgers. Really, for me, I'm team... Like, Of course, I'd rather see him on the Giants than anyone else, but as long as it's not the Dodgers, I will be happy. Keep him on the Angels. I mean, that's honestly, that's kind of the best storyline. But the problem is, if Artie Moreno is still the owner, yeah. then none, nothing matters. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So, let's get some more questions. Uh, Rooch20 said, question, is deep dish pizza a casserole? Yes. Sure. It's not um, pizza. It's close, but uh, Reflo should, said, "Should I out you on your pizza creativity? What? Why? Oh, actually, question for our audience. Question for our audience. I'm putting out a public service announcement slash question. Jake has Jake has a belief that the under part of the pizza, oh, yeah, that the under part of the pizza, which we all refer to as the crust of the pizza, you can call it the dough. Yeah, that you can that you can say." Dough. That you can say dough. And the common understanding of this is that dough is when it's uncooked. Pizza dough is uncooked. And when you cook it, then that whole bready part becomes the crust. So I want people to chime in at us on Twitter. You know where to find us. Let us know if you're Team Jake on this or if you're Team, you know, correct. Because this is... I'm saying... I'm. This has ruffled clear, a lot of feathers. And to, few, few people, if any, have agreed. To, to be clear... I'm not saying that you can't call it crust. You've I'm said that. It, no, I have not. Said I've that. said it's interchangeable. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not interchangeable. No one calls it the dough. 
No I mean, Lou, Lou does, and, and Mike but does. Lou, so. Lou, yeah, but those two... Mike is a bad faith actor in all this. I'm sorry. I'm saying it like it is. He's a bad faith actor. Anyway. It can, you can call it the dough. I made a pizza over on Friday, and I mentioned to my wife that the dough came out really good. And she's like, yeah, it did. No one, or, yeah, no the one takes a bite out of a pizza crust. It's like, mmm, great dough. Yeah. Mmm. Awesome dough here. Really I did. good crisp on this dough. Here. Let me let me see if I can bring Monica in and ask her on camera. Let, let me see. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't 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 do this. This is <laughs> this isn't this isn't podcast friendly because not everyone watches on video. No, though we'll get caught by the microphone. Um. All right. Retflow said question. The guy has never been ahead. Oh, Monica, come here. I'm not gonna be on Okay. Well, get close enough so the microphone can hear you. Oh, what is happening? Get get close enough so the microphone can. This hear is you. ridiculous. This does, get, this doesn't get, count get for closer. anything. You, you gotta get closer. The the camera's there. If you don't want to be on camera, that's fine. You gotta get closer. Okay, no, I can see your hand. Your your hand's barely on camera. Just just turn up the game. So, uh, turn up the wow. game. Uh, okay. Uh, Felix and I have had this discussion. The the underside the underside of a pizza after it's cooked. <laughs> what do you call that? Yes. Can you, call, can you call it the dough? Would you call it the pizza dough? Ooh, that's a win. That's a I win. I we were talking about what an pizza. L. We were talking took the about the pizza L on, on camera. Friday, and I was like, the dough is good. And you're like, yeah, the dough is good. As we were eating it. I can't believe you just did this to yourself. <laughs> Wait, say say that louder. Boom. Yeah, that's reluctant. Interchangeable. That's, that's so reluctant. Interchangeable. That's so reluctant. You 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 led that answer. You did not. That was not a real answer. Okay. I'm getting stared at right now. All right, make sure you cannot hear anything you see. Oh, I just definitely screamed into the mic because I was so happy about her answer. Uh, Felix claims that it can only be called crust, and it's only dough if it's uncooked. Does it have to be uncooked for it to be dough, or could you call it? Why are you still doing? These are leading She's questions. Here. These are leading questions. <laughs> they are not phrased in a neutral okay. manner. Thank, thank you. Love you, man. Unconscionable that you would that you would drag your <laughs> wife into this debate. That you that, <laughs> you that dragged you would, your girlfriend into this debate. Not on a podcast. Not in front of the whole. Not in front of millions to see. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let, let's get back to these that was, questions. That was preposterous. That was a great moment. Um. Rarefo said, question, this guy has uh, never been a head coach before. Do we just assume he is better than Aikens? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, we do. Uh, P-Blaster said, question, what system style is expected from new coach Cronin? Well, it's funny because Derek just put in our Discord an uh, interview he just did with the NHL Network. But I would say that it'll be I, – I feel like he'll really look to increase the defensive – energy and overall awareness of this team. I think that he watched, he's going to watch a lot of film on how they played last season and see just how soft they were in their own zone and their coverage. And I think that his main goal is going to be to really bring that up. So I think the ducks are going to be a bit of a team that's going to first look to establish a defensive identity and then just kind of grow out of that as the season progresses. Yeah, and more like said, how much better are coach uh, post games going to be with Greg's beauty of an accent versus Dallas and his monotone voice? Can I just say this? And I say this with all due respect. The Boston accent just 
doesn't doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do yeah, it for me. Yeah, although Greg Cronin's makes me laugh. His his is different because he's got a different like energy about him, but generally it's not the accent I go to. It's it's not my the first on my speed dial. I, I I would agree with that. B Doddle said question Duck sign Tatar and trade for Pesci. Playoffs? Uh no. Sabres. Sabres type season. Yeah. Ray Gonzalez said, Do you think Carlson and Fantilli will forever be tied together like McDavid Eichel? I don't maybe in the eyes and the minds of Ducks fans, but I think in the general public, I don't think it's so as Bedard much. with those two, I think. Like I ultimately like I think that for a lot of people this draft after Bedard, if you weren't a fan of the of a team in like the top five, you didn't really care that much. Yeah. So I and also just when there's more than one player after number one, and I mean you even had Mitchkov in there. Like it's just too big of a field to really have that nice clean kind of like, you know, there was the Taylor Hall versus Tyler Sagan. Like it's just it doesn't I don't see that happening. I also hope oh. it doesn't happen. Wait, is Gwen? St- I think Gwen Stefani's at the Angels game right now. That is very random. But I'm, thank you, thank you for well, telling me that. I was about to say that I'm now looking at my Twitter. Remember how you were complaining about there being no gifts of the the home yeah, run? Yeah, now there's only gifts. <laughs> my run. my entire Twitter but the, feed. But the team account is t- it tweets out this like useless graphic instead of just giving us the video. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Roots twenty said LAFC or LA Galaxy? Uh, LAFC, LA Galaxy. They are the they are this the flag. Is, they are the flagship franchise. They're in shambles. By the way, uh, on a stalker note, The Athletic had a very long piece that came out yesterday. On, was it about Messi? Yes, the, the courtship of Lionel Messi to Inter-Miami and very fascinating behind the scenes, behind the curtain look hmm. at that. So at The Athletic's that. soccer coverage is fantastic, both for the Premier League and locally. Yeah, well, The, like, the Athletic has become good at keeping quality coverage for kind of the big name, big draw stuff. And then basically yeah. just going scorched earth on everything else. So. Yeah. But yeah, LAFC is, uh, where, uh, where I'm at, um, have been ever since they came to the league. Route 20 said question. Will the ducks have better five on five numbers this year than they did last year? Yes. Yes. I can comfortably say that because they were just one of the worst teams ever in the analytics era. If the question was more like, will they have competent five on five numbers, that might be a little trickier to answer, but yes, they will be better than last year. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Be it all said question is Jake taking a victory lap about threads being a bust of an app. What's wrong with threads? What happened to it? What happened to Let it? Let me ask you this. When was the last time you were on threads? I check it daily. Do you really? No, not really. Don't I mean, lie to me. Yeah. I, I like flip through it just mindlessly, but looking at the actual, uh, Looking at the actual timeline is just not even worth it because it's just it's just filled with like spam basically. Um, but here's here's the thing: like Twitter has kind of normalized again, at least for now. We don't know if that will continue. So I feel like this whole rush to jump onto other social networks has kind of died out. We'll see if it, it'll probably return though. There's no way that there's no way that Meta made this giant investment into getting threads off the ground if they didn't think that it was eventually going to bear fruit. So we'll see. Yeah. I went into it today for the first time in probably, probably since that very first day like, that it launched. Why hasn't blue sky gone public? 
I think they're it, still in beta mode. I don't know. It's just so dumb. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, people are saying he tried to get to uh, tickets to LAFC Miami game. I cannot afford it. I'm curious where it's going to be. Are. It's going to be insane, actually. LAFC Miami tickets. Let's see where they're at. Uh, tickets LAFC. Let's see. Uh, they're very expensive. I think last time I looked, it was like 600, 800 bucks for the, uh, the cheapest ticket there. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm trying to find the game right now. Let's just look at vivid seats, I guess. Air Miami versus let's see if I can actually very compelling, very compelling, very, very compelling. Uh, 422 is the cheapest seat. That's actually lower than I thought. I wouldn't pay that. Would not pay that. From, to see Messi live? I'll watch it on TV. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. more fun. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I think that's it for questions. Wow. Look at us. Uh, no. No, I don't think I have. Oh, I will make a recommendation. Okay. Uh, it's recommendation hour. Recommendation well, nation? <laughs> number one, the Leo Carlson documentary that is on my Twitter. I mean, you can just go on YouTube and just search Leo Carlson um, I forgot the title. Here, let me pull it up. But go ch- go watch that because I think it was a fun behind the curtain look at, at Carlson. The title of the video is "Behind the Scenes with a Young Matt Sundin." Go check that out. Go read the article I was talking about with for the Inter Miami. I thought that was very interesting. But also, Netflix, 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 Netflix. The new series. If you're a football fan, quarterback, where they follow Pat Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and uh, Kirk Cousins throughout an entire seasons complete behind the scenes access was very very interesting i just finished that so if you're trying to find content to get you through the next few months there's a few options and i think you should enjoy that so and lou is saying he's not watching that trash because lou hates the kansas city chiefs as a former las vegas raiders fan lou give us a food take by the way let's let's end the show with a good lou food take can you uh can you respect someone who just completely turned their backs uh, on their team, like Lou has with the Raiders? He's still undecided in his defense. He's a New Orleans fan now. Undecided. Uh, DB Lie with a great point. Don't watch Netflix until they agree to pay their writers and actors. Shameless what they're doing. Great point. Support the support the writers. Support the actors out there uh, trying to to get what they deserve. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was asking Lou to give us a food take to end the show. Oh, should we pull up the food channel? Because I'm sure he has takes in here. He said sour cream isn't great. Oh, how do you feel about the infamous and our good friend Arash Markazi hot dog? Oh, God. Post? The first one he posted legitimately made my stomach churn and almost made me throw up. So just for reference, people who haven't seen it, which maybe is kind of hard to do at this point because he has 4.9 million views on Twitter. A Seattle dog, which is a hot dog with grilled cheese, with cream cheese, sorry, and grilled onions and this picture the 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 bun is basically burnt and the sour cream or not sour cream the cream cheese looks like it was basically like squeezed out of a sour cream like tube it doesn't actually look like cream cheese so you're not a fan of it i take it the the yeah that picture no it doesn't look like it's you know what it looks like it doesn't look like it's out of a sour cream tube or something like that it looks like it's soft serve 
Yeah, it looks like ice cream. It looks like soft serve ice cream. Which is what makes my stomach churn. It looks like ice cream and grilled onions on a hot dog. Yeah, it's it looks really bad. He posted a second picture later of he got another one, and it was a lot better, and it looked a lot better. It had no grilled onions. It was like a clump of cream cheese. Yeah, I found it where it actually looks like cream cheese on the side. I'm like, okay, I can get behind that and try that. Maybe the worst comment I've seen to this so far, though, is saying that it needs mustard like this with mustard seems even more gross than it already is wait why was there i did i so i wasn't in discord much yesterday now we're just completely off the rails but whatever uh people slandered donuts yesterday no people did not slander donuts our good friend connor posted a picture of protein donuts okay and what i said maybe other people were slandering donuts but i was not okay what i what i said is that if you want to have a donut, just have a donut. Stop, you know, don't thread the needle. Don't go healthy donut. Just have a, a I real, have the, have the real shebang. So I just, dis- I disagree on the fact of, I think if you are trying to maintain a certain thing and you are sticking to something, you're able to find something that you can eat that can hit that kind of little bit of, of what you're looking for, looking for, but not go overboard on it. I think go for it. I think you do that because for me personally, having a donut is going to hit me in a way and make me feel gross and all these different types of things. If that can kind of find that same general taste, and if I'm counting calories or things like that, it's able to hit that. Sure. Why not? So Lou is asking, what is my obsession with uh, sardines? And I will say this. First off, if you live near a Costco and you have a membership, there is a very good deal. Maybe it's not going on right now, but it'll probably come back. A six-pack of Wild Planet wild-caught sardines, which if you go to a Whole Foods or Sprouts are like three fifty a can, six ninety nine or seven ninety nine for a six-pack. Amazing price. The, I, I bought like three packs just because I couldn't believe the price. But here's my thing with sardines. Sardines are an excellent source of protein, very healthy fat, the omega three content. You're basically getting a ton of micronutrients. It's also, you're getting all the benefits of fish with basically none of the downside because it's very low mercury content, being that it's a bottom of the food chain fish. And I just genuinely like the taste and the texture. So I highly recommend sardines for anyone looking to up their their game nutritionally. Very good. And yes, I do post pictures in our Discord because it's just funny to see people react to it. Yeah. I, I'm now starting to realize, I think Monica didn't realize we were still live when she came on and all that was recorded. I mean, more people are like more people are going to hear it than on the live version. Yeah. The bulk of our audience is not the live audience. No, it's I think she thought that was you and me shooting the shit after the show. No, 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 Monica. That was on a serious, quote unquote, hockey, quote unquote, podcast, quote unquote. That was part of the main show. Indeed. <laughs> All right, let's wrap Indeed. this thing up. <laughs> yeah, and and ducks with a great take here in our chat. If you're gonna have a donut, just have the donut. Protein donut is marginally healthier. Cal- calorie wise is the biggest thing. Just eat less of something else. Enjoy the donut. Depends. Don't turn yourself into a calculator when it comes to food. That's oh, I do. Piece of Don't worry, I do. It's not sustainable. I okay. do. Okay. On that note, we should probably wrap up. Also, yeah. anchovy pizza. Anchovy is a great topping for pizza. Pretty much all the small fish in cans is just 
way underrated. All way, the way, way under. small fish. What is another thing I've been on lately? Keep forgetting. It's okay. Oh, bought myself a cold brew maker. I've been telling myself for almost two years now that I need to start making my old cold brew coffee. And I officially have my own maker. Have not made any yet, but be on the lookout. This could turn into a thriving business. Ooh. I could be the one to displace Starbucks. All right. We're ending with this question for me. DB Lauer saying Sum 41 or Blink-182? Sum 41. Uh, Blink-182, I think, has the better catalog. They're more diverse with how their songs have changed, their their albums have changed. I think that they have the more diverse catalog. Sum I think 41 some, is the better music. Sounds better. I disagree there. But more I talent. do think some of the Sum 41 highs can be higher. Like, I think Into Correct, Deep... because they're better. Into, like, they have... I disagree there. I think that if you're looking for a longer catalog that has just consistent hits after consistent hits after consistent DB hits... D.B. Lowry is saying better musicianship Blink from, some, from Sum I, I would. I'd probably agree with that. Although I think Mark Hoppus is a that's very, what I just said, and you disagree. Mark, Mark Hoppus is a very underrated bassist. I think Travis Barker is one of the best drummers of this entire generation, uh, and so I think all of that really goes into it. I think Hell Song's great. I think there's a bunch of really great songs. I think Blink One Eight Two is uh, the better band. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on that note, on that note, we will get out of here. Thank you so much for. your uh, really Love both sold- bands, though. Soldiering along with us here today, really fun show. I had a blast. Arguably had more of a blast in this show than you know the ones with way more to talk about. So I don't know what that says about <laughs> us, but it says something. We're crazy. Um, on that note, if you want to help us uh, keep this show going and support us any way you can, I'm going to give you a few easy ways to do that. Number one, go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/CrashThePond. For one dollar a month, you get to join our Discord community the crash the pond podcast discord server it's the best way to keep up with ducks news especially in this time where you know twitter can be spotty and where it's harder to get news i really think that the discord server you don't even have to be an active participant oh and now we have salem the black cat who's joining us you don't have to be an active participant but even just scrolling through you're going to get all the news there it's really just the best and for five dollars a month you get access to that plus two bonus podcasts. So we've already got one up this month reacting to every single UFA deal that occurred uh, on UFA day. And we'll have another one forthcoming. So that's all at patreon.com slash crash the pond. You can also find us on Apple podcasts. Make sure to subscribe there and leave us a rating and a review. We'll read your review on the show. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, Find us in Spotify. Leave us a rating there. Uh, That also goes a long way. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Just search Crash the Pond on YouTube. And also, if you're someone who's good at making YouTube shorts and wants to help us out, please reach out to us because that is something we're trying to do. YouTube.com slash Crash the Pond. Find us on Twitter. Search for Jake and I uh, at ReindeerGames91, at Felix underscore Sicard. Follow the Sporting Tribune at the Sporting Tribune. I'm going to write an article this week about John Gibson. So that should ruffle some feathers. Very much looking forward to that. Oh, boy. also make sure to follow Derek lee and on that note enjoy your week everybody enjoy your summer it's getting hot make sure to stay hydrated get all your electrolytes and on that note talk to you next week have a good one bye